Hi, and thank you for tuning in. I'm Lindsay of Lindsay Simons Consulting, and we offer boutique consulting to nonprofit organizations who are looking for transformational change through fundraising. And this holiday season, we're offering a digital download for end of year fundraising. And that's wonderful, but I thought there's something missing. And that's for the individual who's the fan, the cheerleader, the donor, the board member. And that's when I called Catherine. Catherine, thanks for being here. I'm Catherine Alonzo, and I work with individuals and organizations to create social and systemic change through powerful storytelling so that they can create a kinder and more equitable world. Lindsay, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, that's great. So here we are. We decided we just want to share four tips that can really empower you to tell a story about why supporting a cause, why you support a cause and what others can do to join you in the effort. So let's flip to, flip to the next slide, Catherine. And I want to tell just a very, very short story about why we're here in the first place. I was traveling from Montana to Denver and the chaos and noise of holiday uh, clamor was really eating at me and I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Meanwhile, in the back of my mind, I was thinking about how am I communicating with my nonprofit clients and their change making efforts during this end of year season. And it occurred to me that it's the people to my left and to my right who are also wanting to make a change, but they might not know how to. So I wanted to think about what are the resources that I have in my community and what do I have inside of me that is that change maker? And I realized that Catherine could be really helpful in this. So I called her and I said, what are we going to do about how to inspire individuals, not organizations, but people who are like you and me to really make the change that they want to see in the world? And turned to Catherine, and we got to talking and decided this short clip that's free and accessible is for you. Catherine? And we today are going to be sharing four storytelling tips that you can utilize in your own fundraising when you're asking for donations for an organization you care about today. Because we know that fundraising and asking for money can be really overwhelming, but it is so important to do for a bunch of different reasons. One, when you do something that scares you and steps out outside of your comfort zone, you expand what you think you are capable of, which expands what you do. And from that place, you can make grander, bigger, more effective impact in your local community in the causes that you care about. Another thing is that your local organizations depend on kind, generous donations from people that are aligned with the problems in our society that they are trying to solve. And so when you not only donate yourself, but you ask people that you know to do the same thing, you are really making an important, powerful change. Well, we're going to toss this conversation back and forth a little bit, but we do have four specific tips and we'll riff on what they mean to each of us so that this can be approachable and a friendly, quick tutorial. Let's tip, go to the first tip. So tip number one is you want to make the person that you are talking to the main character in the story. What do I mean by that? So think first of all that every single story has a main character and then supporting characters. The best thing to best way to think about this is Batman and Robin. So every single story has a Batman, a main character. They are the person that goes on the journey as you move through the story. And then there's usually a Robin who's a sidekick. They are there to help Batman along the way. But if Batman is the one that changes something or discovers something. He is the one that really goes on a journey and Robin is there to help. 
And usually the way that we communicate when we are talking about and we're appealing for donations or we're doing fundraising is we make ourselves Batman. We, the organization, are the ones that are making change in the world. And you, when you donate money, you are Robin. You are helping me make the change. Very, very powerful storytelling is you flip it. You want to make the person that you are appealing to the main character in the story. So what does that look like? Let me show you. On the left here, you say that this is the normal way that we communicate. Your audience is Robin. When you donate $25, you help our local food bank ensure that our neighbors don't go hungry this holiday season. So it is the local food bank that is really helping make that change for people. And you are the one that are, you're helping out, you're donating. But when we make the main audience Batman, they are the main character they are the one that's making the difference. When you donate $25, you ensure our neighbors don't go hungry this holiday season. And when we put the person that we are appealing to in the center of the story, it is way more compelling. It is far, feels far more urgent. You feel drawn in when you are somebody that can really take away someone's hunger. You want to do that versus being Robin. You're helping out. It makes the whole task seem sort of less urgent or less critical. And so when you center the person that you are talking to in the story, they are far more likely to donate. For a pro tip, if you want more on this, check out The Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell. And this book is a phenomenal text for really understanding how to communicate in a way that centers the person you are talking to in their story. Lindsay, you want to talk about tip two? Yeah, absolutely. And I just love that pro tip because Joseph Campbell is one that I have studied and admired for years. And you can see there's an awesome YouTube video that's maybe seven minutes that narrates how Disney and, um, Star Wars. <laughs> I was forgetting Star Wars. How they use that story arc. And so making the audience member that hero is such an incredibly powerful tip. So if you learn nothing else, use that one as your go-to is making the other person feel empowered that they too can make a difference. Tip two is start with the why. Um, so why does something matter to you, not what it is? The reason is that we make decisions based on our emotional uh, heartstrings being drawn at, and then we justify them logically with facts and figures. So some donors really lean into the logic, and we know that there are different avatars and archetypes out there, but studies show that instinctually decisions are made emotionally more so than logically, and then they're refined with the logic, depending on how strong somebody listens to the logic in making that action. During the holiday season, this is really a time for action and low-level uh, costs. So you're not asking somebody to make the largest contribution that they've ever made to this organization. You're asking them to be part of something collective and do something that's easy and transactional-ish now so that they can have a longer lasting impact as a member of the community and the collective. That's really a key differentiator with this season versus other times of the year when you're engaging friends and family and potential supporters of the organizations that you support right now. So I'd like to draw some examples. Um, so instead of saying, I support the local food bank that provides non-perishable foods to people that need it, 
right? That's the what. You talk about why this cause is important to you and why it connects to you personally. So the best way to do that is to really get quiet and think to yourself for a few minutes. It might be front of mind because you've been supporting this organization for a long time and you know exactly why you support them, but it might take you a few minutes of contemplation and saying, okay, why and why and why do that exercise with yourself where you're really breaking it down to the most essential reason why you're supporting any organization. So when Catherine and I were strategizing what we would share with you, we were both compelled to support food shelters, but we took about five minutes to really workshop exactly why is it that each of us cares about it. And once you've got that, the rest really flows. So for me, I think about creating a sense of a healthy and thriving community and that none of us should go without that and that none of us can be healthy and thriving if one of us is suffering. And for Catherine, she wanted a kinder world that minimizes suffering because she'd love to eliminate suffering from other people's lives. So when we translated that to you know our personal missions to this nonprofit organization that we had in mind for this conversation, again, anchoring on the food bank, something that's highly relatable, I said, I support the food bank because I know that to have a healthy and thriving community, people need to be nourished so that they can focus on their purpose, their contributions, and their well-being rather than frenzy of looking for food. For Catherine, she said, I support the food bank because I cannot think of a greater kindness than making sure that somebody, I don't know, doesn't go hungry. So what I love about what we discovered through making this offering for you is that we both love supporting local food banks, right? So this was, uh, I'm bringing you along through this journey because we really are trying to create a personal approach that you can adapt. So we do recommend that you pause and think with yourself, with a partner, with a friend, go through that why exercise that really challenges you, not just the what, but why is it personally important to you to support the cause? Once you've got it, then it all flows. And if you need a few more tips or a little bit more of a structured motivation, check out our pro tip of Simon Sinek, TED Talk, which is start with the why. Catherine, what's our tip number three? Tip number three is to focus on what's possible instead of what's missing. And I love this one particularly because when we are fundraising, asking for money or for resources for a campaign or a cause that we care about, it is very, very natural to really focus on what is missing, what is wrong, what is broken, what is the describing the suffering that somebody might be experiencing, um, really focusing to carry the local food bank example forward, really focusing on the hunger that somebody is experiencing. And that can be motivating, like really focusing on what is what the problem is certainly does motivate giving, but it tends to motivate one time giving. What studies show is that what motivates ongoing engagement with a cause far more than fear is hope. And when we focus on what is possible, we really inspire more hope in people. So let me show you what this looks like. The example on the left here is that uh, this is language that focuses on what's missing. So carrying forward the local feedback example, food is an essential need and hunger diminishes our power to do anything else. That is really true. And that might inspire a gift from somebody if you share that message. But when we focus on what's possible, 
the example here is when people are nourished, our community can thrive. We really are creating a vision of what is possible when you get involved. And people are far more likely to be compelled to be a part of a vision than they are to be a part of putting a Band-Aid over a really big problem. Lindsay, do you want to land the plane and bring us in for uh, tip number four? Yes. Tip number four is very specific. We're asking you to be direct, meaningful, and specific. So it's making the ask. Um, what you want to do when you're thinking about making the ask is plan ahead. What are you actually asking for? A specific amount for a specific reason. Prepare and practice. Be honest. Be sensitive. And be confident. And then after you make Make your ask and your invitation to donate be quiet. That's the hardest part. And let the donor or prospective donor or friend, family member consider what you've asked them to do. A tip that I like to use is to feel the feet on the ground, feel my feet on the ground, say, where are my feet right now? And that will pause me enough to get out of the anxiety. Also, some people do breathing exercises and the like, but just be quiet and let them think about what you've asked them to do. I've got a few examples to share, Catherine, and I know that you've got some others too for another time, but just quick hits that you can copy and reproduce. If you're doing a personal match, it might say, I'm going to contribute $200 for this organization for this purpose, and I'd like you to do it too. Will you match that? Another way to do it, again, playing on the match and peer-to-peer -peer fundraising, which is what we see as most common for individuals that are raising money for their organization, is I'll match every dollar that my friends and family give up to $5,000 for this organization, and can I count on you? And then finally, if you don't want to say a specific dollar amount, you can ask somebody to give at the greatest level that they can give this season. And again, it's saying why. So... That's the sum up of the four easy steps. You can always call Catherine or me directly. But before we wrap up, there is a tip on how to take action visually that brings us all together. Catherine, over to you. So what I'm showing here is an example of a social media post. This is an Instagram story that has just a few words on it. So you can see how when you're combining these tips, it doesn't have to be lengthy, but this demonstrates everything that we have been talking about. So tip number one is to make your the person you're appealing to, they are Batman. So you see that in the second sentence here. When you donate $50 to the food bank, you make sure it happens. You are the one that are ensuring that people in our community are fed. Tip number two is tell the story of why. Why does this matter? You see that at the top here. When she, a little girl here eating pizza, when she is nourished, our community can thrive. This is why it is important to me. Tip number three is... Talk, tell the story of what is possible instead of what's missing. So we're really focusing here on the community thriving rather than somebody being hungry. The word hunger does not appear here. And then tip number four, make a direct ask. When you donate $50 to the food bank right now, I've told you how much I want and I've told you when I want you to do it. So this is an example of how succinct your effective fundraising ask can be this holiday season. Lindsay, you want to do us a quick recap of our four tips? You nailed it. 
you know what? Let's follow up in a personal outreach. So if anybody wants to connect with us, they can find us on LinkedIn, send us an email, find us on Instagram. Our contact information is here and it will be in the landing page where you've watched this video. Thank you. And thank you for being somebody who cares and who's learning and who's on your journey, wherever you are in this journey. And uh, thank you for helping to support the organizations that are make our world that do make our world a better place.